friends call me Jerry. <laughs> I thought I needed a new battery, but I was an alternator. <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Good Share Podcast with Ryan and Ice. I'm Ryan. And I'm Ice. All right. All right. <laughs> almost forgot. You almost forgot that time. Um, well, as you know, we got a little long-winded on the last episode talking about records that we uh, really like on a like a sonic level as well as an emotional level. Um, so uh, we just decided to split it up into to two episodes. So this is part two. Uh, we hope you enjoy. And here we go. <laughs> I've got like three records left, but I'm just going to mention them and people can check them out. I'm not going to talk too much about them. Okay. I, I, I've kind of got that two. Okay. Uh, I've got like two, okay. um, but there's only the one I, uh, that you and I both love uh, equally, I think. And I'm going to save that one for my last one. Yeah, that's fine. So uh, one of them is, uh, <laughs> don't, nobody shoot me. Um, oh, I know what you're going to say. I know. Uh, okay. Uh, Nickelback. <laughs> I do not, I, I do not approve of this. No, I'm yeah. just kidding. I'm just kidding. What is the, what is the name of that? Oh, I have no, don't ask okay. me. So, okay. It's a Nickelback record that Mutt Lang, uh, but produced. Let me look it up here. Gosh, I can't believe I'm going to type this into my <laughs> music. It's now, now it's going to be a suggested, uh, search for you from yeah, now exactly. until eternity. Google's got their tracking uh, claws on you. Um, so yeah, Nickelback, uh, Nickelback quarterback. No, I don't know. <laughs> Nickelback oh, is it called All the Right Reasons? It is that like what it is with the giant horseshoe? Giant horseshoe? Yeah, that's what I remember is the artwork as being like a horseshoe. Oh, we're talking maybe- about, I thought you were going to talk about a different record. I thought you were going to talk about the one that was like had "Follow You Home" and animals on it and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think that was oh. it, wasn't it? Well, that's that the mo- that's all the right reasons. The next record is the one that has the horseshoe. I don't know oh. who I don't know who produced them. Uh, Dark Horse. Dark Horse. Yeah. Okay, that's not the one that I that has all the songs. That's Mutt Lang. Mutt Lang's but that, on that. But but Mutt Lang is on Dark Horse. What? You're right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know this record. Okay, so. I mean, I don't know. I don't really know any Nickelback record, but if I knew one, it would be the one before that. I'm sorry. I should have looked this up before. That's but, all right. Uh, Nickelback. I was not. Nickelback, Dark Horse, that record. <clears throat> the reason I like that record is because it's the same reason I like the Shania with Twain record. Mm. It's the same reason I like uh, like the uh, Def Leppard record with... Um, uh oh that big hit they had uh, is that is that the one that has pour some sugar on me i think uh that 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 song oh come on you know it um <laughs> it's it starts with this riff honestly i don't know them uh, <laughs> uh oh my gosh tim ringer is gonna kick my butt oh, that the, it's the one he does all the time yeah i don't know what's <laughs> on the, i don't know def leopard that well to be honest <sighs> Anyways, the only one I ever play downtown is pour some sugar on me. That which, which that's the reason playing. I like that Nickelback record is because of that. Because okay. uh, Mutt Lang has this thing with producing. Um, if 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 um, oh gosh, I said this to you and now I still I can't remember the guy's name again. Hold on, director of dude. While you're looking that up. 
Yeah. Speaking of Mutt Lang, I just watched this YouTube video about a production trick he does on like, I mean, a lot of records, but I think he did it on some old ACDC records for a snare uh-huh. drum sound. And I was gonna, I've was i been meaning to talk to you about this, but we'll just do it on the podcast. Why not? Yeah. And he used to do it in an analog way. Okay. Okay. Back in the day. <laughs> All right. He would run a hundred, a hundred Hertz tone. Okay. Like okay. on, like on a separate reel. Yep. A tone generator. Yep. Right. And, uh, I forget what, like just like a white noise sound. Okay. Okay. And they would just be running. And then he would like, I'm trying to think how he did side chain. He side chain a gate. He side chain a gate on the snare drum channel. So those noises would only open up when so like hit the, some of those like hit. some of those like the ACDC record uh back in black. Did he do that one? Yeah, he uh, did that one, right? Yeah, I think so. And maybe maybe he did more. All right, like any of those big records where it was like kind of like a big fatter stadium sounding snare drum sound. You tune in the drum low and everything. But like the drum itself can't just produce that noise. So right. they're layering that under like that hundred ter- hundred hertz tone <laughs> is kind of giving it like like that low frequency like honkiness. And then yeah. the white noise is like giving it more snariness, but it's making yeah. it bigger and fatter. It was really interesting. This guy on YouTube wow. like did a thing. Because now that's really easy to do like oh, in a yeah. DAW. Oh man. Yeah. But he was doing it back in the day with all analog equipment. Oh my gosh. But man. that was like one That's of quite the, a setup to do that. One of the secets to like his snare drum sound. Oh, that's that's brilliant. Yeah. See now for he me. He can do I that, but this. he can't pay his taxes. Oh, oh! I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't even know that whole story. <laughs> so uh yeah, um so what I do is I add this filter on my uh on on the snare called uh subfilter. And it just punches some bottom in and yeah. you can just select what range you want. And it does. It makes quite the difference on snare drum. It, it what sounds I do, nice. What I do is just tune the snare drum low and record it. And then I send them the stem and say, here, do whatever you want. With that. <laughs> do whatever you want with that. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. Uh, Mutt Lang was on Back in Black. Okay. Um, Did he do Highway to Hell, too? The, the record before that? With oh, I mean, Bon Scott? Let me see. I mean, it doesn't matter. This is now it's just become listen to Ryan and I research things on Google. Yeah, listen, Ryan and I uh, uh, Google search, live Google search. <laughs> Only at Goodshare Podcast. Um, okay, so I didn't find anything on that. Not to say well, that, that that's it, fine. What? So what was the um, record? What, so, who are you looking up? Yeah, so the, uh, Nickelback, uh, Dark Horse, right? So, like I said. The reason I really like that is because of all these other things Mutt Lang's produced. And if uh, Mutt Lang was a filmmaker, he would be, without a doubt, in my opinion, Michael Bay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I forgot we had that conversation. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. That is my thing. Like, you go to the movies, right, and you want to watch Transformers, and you don't really care much about story. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying you. I'm saying the royal you. Yeah, yeah, yeah we, I know. I know the editorial. I know, yeah, yeah, I yeah. know what you're saying. You want to go on a ride. I mean, yes. that's that's the idea. It's an amusement park, right? So, in my opinion, Mutt, uh, Mutt Lang 
is Michael Bay of audio. He, it's a musical ride, man. It's fun. Is l- so much energy. So it's I like mean, a, it's it's like a nonstop action film for you with little dolls. substance, but in music form. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a good comparison. Yeah. Yeah. It's fu- it's fun. It's energetic. It's hyped. Right. Yeah. Right. It's super freaking hyped, but you don't care because it's just good. It's yeah. fun. Yeah. So that's what I like. Sure. That's what I like about that. It, it, and I think there is a hundred percent a place for it, obviously because yeah. he's made a massive career, but that's, that's the thing I really dig yeah. about that. Okay. So hey, that takes no, care of that one. And then no you have, here. okay. I mean, right. here's the thing. I'm not a Nickelback fan. I can honestly say I'm not a Nickelback fan, but everyone dogs on them. Like, Oh, I hate them. They're the worst band ever, but they, don't they sell out like arenas? Like, yeah, pe- people somewhere are buying their records and going to their yep. shows. You know, like, yeah, uh, yeah. All right. Well, so I'll just breeze through these last few here, and I've got another breeze through. You want to do it? Quick? Just so you, you know, want, or you want me to? No, do, okay. no. You do yours. So there's this band, uh, out of, I guess England, and it's really not a band. It's like I think it's like two producers. Uh, but they're called zero seven and they just kind of, they make records, but they have all these different kind of like special guest singers and guest artists and stuff. But there are two records in particular, when it falls and simple things. And both of those records sound amazing. And most of it's like super mellow. Like for example, when I'm, when I'm on a bus, when we're on the road, which I don't even remember what that's like, <laughs> but you know, it's like loud. Anyone who's never slept on a bus, it can be loud in your bunk. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I always sleep with earbuds in those two records are my go-to records to put in and just barely have audio going to like fall asleep to. Cause they're so mellow. They have this very like warm, silky quality to the way they sound. Um, so uh, how are they a synth or what? Uh, I mean, it's a lot of different things. It's, there's a lot of live musicians. It's a lot of oh, like okay. Fender Rhodes, Whirly, oh, drum kit, gotcha. bass. But there are things that definitely have that would fall into more like EDM, but not like, but like kind of like synth driven stuff with loops and things like that. But it's just real chill, vibey. I hate the word vibey, but that's what it is. Like, it's good stuff, man. Like, if, if you need... It's a great way to... Like, when I'm on a bus after a show, it's midnight, I'm going to bed, and I need to decompress, because, like, maybe my body's still... I'm still, like, excited. You know, wow, we just mm-hmm. played a show. It was great. And I need to just... Whew, put that in, man. Just try and lay still. Like, it's, it's, I, it's I, I'm listening down to When It Falls right now, and it, it is. It's super freaking mellow, and it sounds great. Dude, are you listening to the first song? When it falls is what I'm. Uh, it just says when it falls. Oh, pull up that record because those are the title of of the records. And the 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 first song on when it falls is warm sound. That might be what this is. Okay. It's electric piano, Rhodes. Um, yeah. Is and it- it's uh um, it's oscillating or it's got you know it's. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's got kind of like a 30 second intro. Are there drums playing now? Yeah, it's real light. Okay. Yeah. 
there's, there's like a bass. guitar part that's kind of like howling in the background, sort of. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I like that. There comes like B three. This is cool. I had no idea this was even a thing. Yeah, they're they're awesome. Very cool. Yeah, I think uh, uh, maybe get a little bit of that going on on under us right now would be cool. Yeah, well, let's play warm sound because I love that song. Warm sound. They're very, they're very cool. Like another good word would be like some of the stuff is like real trancy. Like, yeah, it's a lot of like the same kind of rhythmic, rhythmic, melodic motif over and over again. But it's just like real. It's like a very zen thing. I'm just gonna hit this microphone again. It's in my way. <laughs> um. Anyway, yeah, that's just one of my quick mentions. And you know, if anybody out there is interested, like, go, go check this stuff out. Yeah, I don't, that's why I don't want to play too many examples. I want people to actually go. Like, if you're interested, in it, go check it out right. and support those artists. Yeah, it's not that we can't. We're just yeah. choosing yeah. to ha- you give, know, have you give them a stream on whatever. Like, give them a millionth of a cent. Yeah, Some, something. <laughs> give them just a moment of your attention. Yeah, because they were these guys. I mean, we we do we put a lot into this, and it, a lot of time it goes into it. There's a lot of people involved. Yeah. Um, so just a little bit of your time goes a long way. Okay, right, what, so what you, you have another. I've got I've got two more, and I'll be wow. I'll, I'll be quick about them. Sorry, they're the two. Mo- well, the one is like the most important one, but the other one is pretty good too. But I'll, I'll just be quick about them. But go ahead, do one. Okay, uh, Foo Fighters. I think one of the best rock bands of all time. Uh, not only because they're incredible. But um, because of uh, what appears to be their uh, attitude, Dave Grohl, his attitude towards, yes. you know, he's one of the coolest, seemingly like one of the coolest yes. uh, artists of all time. Um, but the album, Wasting Light. Great. You know, we talked about that a little bit. Um, that record, holy crap, what a great record. If you've never heard that record, you need to listen to that record, period. Recorded uh, in his garage. Recorded in his garage. Anti Pro Tools. Yeah. Anti. On yeah. On tape. Anti. Uh, tweaking. Like as far as like going in and editing for perfection yeah. kind of bullshit. Um, what a great record, man. Gosh. So talented. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that was that. Okay. Oh, oh. Uh, you, the little story about that. Uh, about. Um, that you were telling me when they were doing oh, that from the documentary. Yeah. I think that was, that was fun. Okay. There, well, that, it was just funny. <laughs> There's just a scene where I think it's Butch Vig who is producing and Taylor Hawkins and Dave. And it's just this little snippet where like Butch is sitting at the console and Taylor and Dave are on the couch. And if, if you know Taylor, I mean, I don't know him personally, but if you know him, like he's a very high energy type of person and he's like real amped about whatever song they're listening to. He's like, wouldn't it be cool if like they had like these big open, I don't remember exactly what he's talking about, but he's like, it's big, like open sounding drums. And then as soon as the guitars come in, we like fade into like really tight, close sounding drums. And he's like going on and on. And meanwhile, Dave is just sitting on the couch and he's got like a hat kind of over his eyes and just, 
doing this and he goes I don't, he's just like yeah wouldn't it be cool if we had a big bucket of kfc right now <laughs> <laughs> which is i mean that's amazing which they, they are definitely i mean you know i've never been at their level and probably never will be but i can say from my experience in making records there are days when it feels like that it's like <laughs> i don't care what how good the idea is that somebody's telling me it's like i'm so sick of listening to this song I'll, i don't care about it at all like wouldn't yeah. it be cool if we could just get out of here <laughs> you know <laughs> So yeah, so true. It was a good story. Um, but that, that that group, man, they're so freaking good. Uh, yeah. So they're 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 worth every bit of your time. And uh, check out the documentary if you haven't yeah, seen I that. Yeah, I believe it's haven't. called called Back and Forth. It's real good. I think I started at one point, but yeah. never got to finish it. It was on Netflix for a while. It might still be, but if, I have it. If you ever want to borrow it, I mean, yeah, I'm you, a, you can't. But oh, <laughs> you can't. I've got it though. Yeah, if you want to borrow it, I've got it, but you can't. Okay. That's uh, mine. Or I've got one more, which is my okay. biggie, but. Okay. Um, well, I'll do these two because I think your last one is what is what started this podcast yeah, idea. It so is. We both agree on that one. Um, I'm going to say one, and it's actually, it's actually good because it's along the same lines as that Wasting Light record, which is one of my favorite bands from high school. It still is. 311, Transistor. I know they have a lot of records. The fan base is always divided on what record is the best. I'm not saying this record is the best. I'm saying it is my favorite. Um, I love it because I think up until maybe a few years ago, they still tracked to tape, which this record is from 1997. Mm. So it's not new by any means. But if you listen to it, like you, if you want to talk about human performance as close to perfection as possible, Mm-hmm. Like rhythmically and things like that, dude. Th- find me another band that that is that is like as precise as them. Are you listening right now or what? Yeah. Oh okay. no no. Oh, uh, <laughs> I know you're listening to me, but are you playing? Oh. It looks like you were listening to something. Mm-mm. No. Okay. No. Okay. Uh. <laughs> anyway, like, I just sonically like. 311 has a sound, but then on that record, I feel like they got kind of experimental too, to where every song sounds like a 311 song, but every song also kind of has its own, own like sonic thumbprint. Mm-hmm. And man, like I, I find that they, they always pick like interesting harmonies, whether it's between the two guitar players or between the vocals. Like, I don't know, you know, I, Everyone has a band that they still love from high school, and I, that's probably mine. And I'm not embarrassed about it because uh, some people dog on them, like, "Oh, there's like just weird like reggae, ska, hip hop, funk, rap band from Omaha, <laughs> and now they live in L.A. or whatever." And it's like, well, I don't care. Like, I, I they're really good musicians. I think the talent of their musicianship far goes far greater than what the general like people who've heard like two songs think that they're capable of if that makes sense mm-hmm. but i love that record on that that's a very nostalgic record for me uh but i also just love sonically it's like man it's so there there are things i'm still trying to figure out how to do like drum wise to like oh, how do i get my center drum to sound like that or how you know whatever like whether it's from like an actual drum standpoint or like how how i'm micing it or or eqing it or whatever like i don't know 
Um, I'm listening to some of the stuff now. I didn't realize that was 311, like some of these songs. Oh, uh, like, are you listening I, to the Transistor record? I'm listening to, I don't know, I don't know. I, all I know is this this particular okay. song is called Down. Oh, yeah, that's like the most popular. That's off the record yeah, was, before. Yeah, like I, yeah. I had no idea that was even. Yeah. And like that record is really good. If I had to pick a second, I'd probably pick that one. Uh, that's a little more. It's not. I think some people feel like Transistor is too too slick, like it's too produced. Really, compared to like the stuff before it, which yeah, maybe it is, but I don't think it's like too produced in a bad way. I think they got really into trying things, and it. It just, I don't know. I think it sounds great. Boy, that snare does sound really good. I'm listening to track Dude, one off Transistor. Listen to track number two. Listen to Prisoner, okay? And when it drops down to just bass and drums, listen to how you can hear how tight the snares are cranked against the bottom head and how they're, like, buzzing. Because, you know, he plays a really tight, high-pitched snare drum, and he's playing, like, only this far in on the head. But when it drops down to just bass and drums in that groove... Oh, yeah. You can hear that, like, ring, ring, that, like, yeah. weird thing that everyone else would want to, like, get out of a mix. Right. And it's right there. And I love that. Yeah, super present. I'll be darned, man. It sounds so oh, wow. good. This is so different than the previous album. Right? Right. Yeah. I'll be darned, man. It sounds so good, man. Another Very one that's cool. good is uh, Use of Time. Um. I love that song too. Anyway, uh, and then the last one I'm gonna I'm gonna say before you do your last one is uh, it's a Jerry Douglas record from oh, 2005 called yeah. "The Best Kept Secret." Yeah, which if you don't know Jerry Douglas, he's a you know dobro player, monster. Uh, he plays steel too, right? Like he does. Yeah, but he's um, best known for his dobro role yeah. or uh, playing uh, resonator with. Um, okay. Alison Krauss in the uh, um, uh, Union Station. Union Station, yeah. Yeah. Um, But he's had his own, like, you know, solo career on the side for a long time. And that record, uh, man, I don't know know if it was like I got into that record at a very, just the right time in my life. I had just moved to Nashville. I just found out who Shannon Forrest is. You know, I was, like, just learning who all these different, like, Nashville, quote-unquote, A-listers are or whatever. Uh, but that record has a lot of good special guests. It's mostly instrumental, but there are a few tunes with vocals. Um, Allison Krauss is on a tune. Uh, oh, my gosh. Who's the guy from Creedence Clearwater Revival? Can't even oh, John uh, Fogarty. John Fogarty, yeah. He's on a tune. But it's Shannon Forrest on drums and... I love uh, the way everything on the record sounds. I love that the record is like mostly mostly acoustic driven. Like there's some electric guitar and stuff, but there's a lot of fiddle. There's a lot of like traditional like country instruments. Like there's dobro, there's steel, there's banjo. Um, I think even on most of the tunes, it's upright bass. It's not electric bass. Hmm. And then it's Shannon on drums and like, if for no, there's a lot of other reasons I like the record, but if for no other reason, I love that record because of the drum sound, because it just sounds like drums in a really good sounding room with, I mean, obviously a really good player in a really good sounding room 
with like the right microphones and the right preamps. And they just went, yeah, that's a sound printed. Like I don't hear a whole lot of extraneous compression or EQ or I don't think there's any samples, none of that stuff, man. Like it's just like you hear what, what his kit sounded like in that room in on those couple days. Yeah. And to me, it's not always stylistically appropriate for everything you do, but like if I could pick one drum sound that I would want to go after, like that I'm always trying to get, it's that. It's like how do I make my drums sound the best in this room and then capture that in my computer with doing the least amount possible. Right. Right. You know, less and moving parts. That's I I just love that record. That's a desert island record for me. That's a fantastic sounding record. Be like in the top five. It is a great sounding record. I didn't even know it existed until you told me about it. Like yeah, I think actually ago. my father-in-law had bought it on iTunes and then made me a copy. And he was like, you might like this. <laughs> and boy, boy, was he right. <laughs> so That's funny, there you go. Man. Okay, last right. but not least, right? Last yeah, but not least. Yeah. Okay. Oh, and that, I, I do want to say one thing, because yeah. I'm sure people are going to be like, how could you not pick like any classics and blah, blah, blah. And I will say I had Physical Graffiti by Led Zeppelin on my list. And I mean, you could pick like any Led Zeppelin record or like a Beatles record or a Stones record. But I think everybody picks those records and not that not that they don't sound good, but I wanted to pick more like some records that were a little more personal for me that maybe people didn't know yeah. about. Right. And make people, you know, others aware that there are other very good. Yeah. And they're not all like, I feel like all the records we picked don't all have the same no, characteristics sonically, but they're, we still find them sonically pleasing. Yeah. They're all, I think they're all over. They just yeah. have different little things about them that make them uh, spectacular. Yeah. In, yeah. In, in our opinion. Sorry. I okay. mean to cut you off, but I don't yeah. want any haters <laughs> trolling us. No, no. <laughs> Last but not least, da, 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 Jackson Brown, Naked Ride Home. Yes. Holy crap. What a freaking great record. That's the okay. record we had the conversation about that gave That's, us the idea to have this podcast. Yep. That is the one. This guy, I didn't know anything about him until my mother... Uh, helped me discover Jackson Brown. Uh, she really liked his music and, 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 and things that he had written. Um, and I don't remember the name of the, that's what I was trying to find is the name of the record that she turned me on to, but it was a record before naked ride home or uh, a few records before it that. It wasn't like um, one of his more classics, like from the, like the pretender, it may or, have been. I'm just looking around here trying to find an album cover that I remember. Anyways, uh, so I listened. Oh uh, no, it was running on empty. Run, running on empty. That's the other one I was just going to ask you about. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Um, but it had that on it. It had a several other really. Cor- I mean, every song on that record was pretty much non filler right yeah like it was all they were all good uh it's just whether which one got the most radio play depending on how much money was put behind it from the label 
but they were all great songs. Jackson Brown, I don't know this for a fact, but I do know that he has written, if not all of his songs, that he has written the majority of all of his songs. Yeah. Um, that he's ever cut. Uh, he also wrote um, all the one for the Eagles. Um, Take it easy. He wrote "Take it easy" for the Eagles. Uh, I don't think I knew that. Interesting. Yeah, he wrote that when he was renting, or was he was he renting, or did he rent? Man, I don't remember. Anyways, it was when him and Glenn was it Glenn Fry? Yeah, the lead singer. Yeah, they were basically roomies, kind of. Like I think Glenn lived under his apartment, like okay. in the basement or something. And he said he heard Jackson just constantly pounding the piano and singing the same line over and over and over again. And Glenn was like, that's how I learned how to write songs. That's how you write songs. Uh, but Jackson Brown, uh, incredibly talented songwriter. I mean, he, some of his lyrics are so good. Yeah. They're so freaking good. Man, he, the thing, I, sorry, go ahead. Uh, he says so many things in just a couple of words. That's the thing that blows me away with like his songwriting. Yeah. Well, I really like on the Naked Ride Home on that record in particular, like that, and that's the first track too, isn't it? That's the the self title. Yep. Um, he he's able to like be a storyteller without sounding. Like he's like trying to cram every word in to make it work. It sounds so natural. Yeah. But I, it's not, I don't know. I, I can't describe it. Like he's not just, he's not singing and you, it's like abstract. So you have to kind of fill in the pieces. He's giving you all the information, but it doesn't sound like he had to jumble it together to make all the words fit. Right. He it's didn't... like just rolls out. Yeah. Yeah. His, his cadence. Yeah. Yeah. Is he's really is so good. So that, golly, it's so good. Like the stuff he comes up with is 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 exceptional because, um, he uh one of the songs one of the songs I freaking just I I I love, uh, so much um, is these days. Uh, have you ever have you heard that one from him? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm sure I have, but I don't know oh, if I can tell you how it goes right now. So it's so it's so good. It's so good. So there's a guitar part that goes up in the front of it, and uh, it's just one seven six five four three two one. Anyway, it's it's just a rolling down part. Um, and uh, the guitar music is very. It's just really good, and it's it's memorable, and you. As a non listen, as a non musician and just a listener, I think you can anticipate the movements. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it becomes very familiar quickly. So you know how that works. When right. you're familiar with something, you tend to like it. Um. Anyways, he was sitting in a movie theater, and now he wrote that song these days. I think when he was 16 or 18 or somewhere around there, and he was sitting in a movie theater years later. And uh, he was watching a movie, and um, all of a sudden, this guitar music came on. And he says, I heard this guitar music, and I was thinking to myself, huh, I used to play something just like that. <laughs> and here it was, his song in the movie. He had no idea 
that they even oh wow got the rights to do it and it was not like a big dealer he was just surprised yeah. and uh but like that kind of thing like his stuff that he does like it works so well in that format like the title track of naked right home that drum intro mm -hmm. it's funny because that drum intro is used on so many songs it's like the, one of the most common fills ever it's the go-to right yeah. Yeah. It, what it boom da, da, da. Is what it, is it? Is like, doo, yaka, doo. yeah yes right. right and but but when you hear that drum fill on that record you know you're listening to that record right right i hear that drum fill on any other song it could be any other song yeah it could literally be any other brooks and dunn song <laughs> uh <laughs> Uh, uh, any, anything big and rich, it could be anything else. But when you hear that drum fill on that record, you know, it's that record in that song. It's just, I think it's just as, um, memorable and prominent as the two opening chords to friends in low places. Wow. That's saying something. Just take off your clothes and I'll drive you. I, th I think so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you, man, and it's, and then when everybody <laughs> on that, on that, 